I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hey. Today, we are talking. Well, it's a Christmas episode. Yay! Yay! Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we'd, we'd get into the Christmas bit by talking about the Fukushima disaster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. one in, in Japan that was hit by the tsunami. So we're going to talk about that because we're continuing the tradition of Dark Christmas. We don't like. Well, I don't like Christmas, and <laughs> I don't want to do happy stuff. I like Christmas. Mike? I'm indifferent. I don't some see, of it's good, some of it's bad. I don't see why I should be bombarded by Christmas songs constantly. That's the annoying bit, I don't like that. That is the annoying right, bit. That winds you know, they, they were shit 37 years ago when I was born. They're still shit now. The new ones are shit. They're all shit. I don't want to listen to them. I still think we should release a Christmas song, innit? Just stick some jingle bells over something. <laughs> no, that is the mark you've sold out releasing a Christmas song. We did two Christmas songs last year. Two? You did two well, Christmas songs. I did one and we did one together. Did we? Yeah, we all did one, me, you and Gaz. I don't remember that. Fuck me. <laughs> Maybe I just blanked it from my memory. We did the Slade one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Jesus. Was there a lot of Christmas cheer? And there beer? was, yeah. <laughs> it's a Christmas party technically tonight, and it's, it's just like... Yeah. Well, there's just no Christmas cheer this year, is there? Because there's a deadly virus ravaging through the population. Well, you say deadly. <laughs> 3% kill rate, I call that deadly. Plandemic, Mike. Plandemic. Uh, maybe. Yeah, well. But the facts are still the facts. So, anyway, have a happy Covid free Christmas. Or a Hanukkah, or a crazy Kwanzaa, or whatever the fuck you're celebrating. Just enjoy being with somebody. And festival rules on drinking festival, in the morning. Absolutely, <laughs> festival rules. You want to get up and crack a beer open, you go for it. That's it. Yeah, I'm down with that. Let's just raise a beer. Let's see, I've got my, got my little beer. Ching, ching. Ching, ching. Ching, ching. ching fucking ching, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sweet, sweet lager. Enough of my mild alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Let's thank some new and returning listeners and then we'll do some weird news and then we'll go on with the, the main cut and thrust of today's topic. So oh, let's start with Gloucester in the United Kingdom. I know who that is. I reckon that's my stepsister, Nat. Hello, Nat. I'm going to spot you for a bit. Please be to a Christmas. Uh, Beirut, Lebanon, uh, Guatemala City in Guatemala, Nairobi in Kenya, Guagon in India. Gemmering in Germany, Madrid, Spain, Baltimore, uh, MD? Maryland. Maryland. Erin Bogdegem in Belgium. Hemel Hampstead in the United Kingdom, Bangkok in Thailand, New Brown Falls in Texas, Albuquerque in uh, New Mexico, Hanoi, Vietnam, Flint, Michigan, hey, you're back, welcome back. Karlsruhe in Germany, Uh, wow, number eight, Tanta in Egypt. Someone's on holiday. Uh, <laughs> Bengaluru in India, welcome back to you. You're always there or thereabouts. Guadalajara, Spain, Hello, Paz. Boardman, Oregon, Ashburn, Virginia, Porto Vigil, Missouri, and still top and looking unshakable, shady, nasty New York. 
Yeah. Thank you to everybody for supporting us. Yeah, Mm. and everybody else. Yes, let's have a look at some weird news then. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Uh, I put this in, uh, this piece of weird news in because it was uh, last year's dark Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, so TV show tricked into giving shout out to two of the UK's worst serial killers. <laughs> oh dear. Two New Zealand breakfast TV show hosts have been left red-faced after being tricked into giving a shout out to two of the UK's worst serial killers. The hosts turned to a light-hearted segment, Today's the Day, where they let their audience members send in photos of their loved ones in the hope they'll get a mention. I kind of did this. You remember Martin Shkreli? No, I don't recall. No. He was the guy that was overcharging for, for drugs in America a few years ago and then he got arrested. Right. And he bought that um, Wu-Tang Clan album. Yeah. Right. It was a bit of a cunt. And I messaged him on Twitter and I Gave him a Harold Shipman picture. Yeah. Because he was scamming people. And I was like, yeah, good for you. Try and make as much money as you can. And he retweeted it. Did <laughs> 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 it? did. How long did it take him to realise to take it down? I didn't look again, but... You just, you just maybe like, it's Stop! still there. Oh, you got to try and go through your Twitter feed now, I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like five years ago, fuck. But yeah, that's about how often you tweet once every five years, ah, so... Right, yeah, <laughs> last tweet. Yeah. I remember this last year, I do. One prankster thought it'd be funny to send in a picture of Fred and Rose West and ask for the hosts to celebrate their 30th wedding anniversary. No. <laughs> the TV hosts weren't given the real names of the British couple who murdered more than half a dozen people. However, their picture was plastered on the screen. They said the photo of Francis and Violet Eastwood was their children's <laughs> favourite and claimed it was taken on their honeymoon in 1990. Oh, oh you can think that's from 1990. That's uh, clearly uh, the 70s. Look at Fred's <laughs> hair. Look at Fred's hair. That's not from 1990. Look yeah. at the fashion. They, they, must think, they might think New Zealand. Is that still the fashion in Britain? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the fashion in New Zealand still. I don't know. I don't know. But it's clearly the 70s. The host said you're adoring children, Dan, Rachel and Edwin, who say you're the most caring parents they can ask oh, for. Dear. Oh, dear. The network has since apologised <laughs> for the mishap, and it, but I promised it will never happen again. But, yeah, well, shout out to Federal uh, last, last Christmas. Is, uh, go back and check that episode out. It was very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, we made, it was fun. We made it fun. We make everything fun. Well, That's right. Till we do 9-11, then we're going to not make that. Yeah. Obviously, that, that one will be fun. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to listen to the 9-11 podcast this week. They've got a, that and Viking Battle. But you in the mood, has it? Yeah, that and Viking Battle Metal. I don't know why. It's quite motivational. I know what I want to do is form a shield wall. Yeah. <laughs> Frightening six-foot-eight man of solid muscle left farm animal stench near London. Yeah, I have to apologise. I was down there the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite hairy when I'm nude. <laughs> Surprisingly hairy. But not on your head. <laughs> not on yeah. my head. I was wearing a furry hat. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the frightening sight of a towering ape man built of solid muscle has been reported watching over a runner just 25 miles from London, according to bizarre claims. 
An amateur athlete claims to have had a chilling encounter with a Bigfoot-type beast in Box Hill, Surrey, while training in broad daylight. Wow. Researcher of bizarre creature sightings from big cats to werewolves, Andy McGrath admits he used to laugh at the idea of Britain being home to such phenomenon. Not if he's a researcher of bizarre creature sightings, you'd think he'd be quite up for it, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> but having read up on multiple modern-day witness accounts from across the UK, Andy is convinced reports such as the Box Hill Ape Man should be taken seriously. Could just be a hairy tramp <laughs> who works out. You know, just because he lives in the woods doesn't mean he can't get ripped. You do pull-ups off branches, press-ups, all sorts. There is a drawer in if you can find it, listener. It is fantastic. <laughs> now that's a hairy bloke. Type in the Box Hill Ape and see if you can get a photo. It yeah. is amazing. Well, a photo. I mean, a, a drawer in. It's fucking yeah. amazing. It's um, from beastsofbritain.com, I think, if you score down a second. Yeah, beastsofbritain.com. Go and check that, and there's the British Bigfoot of Woolworths. He's not very happy, is he? He looks a bit miserable, but then again, he is in Britain, it's very raining, and he's like, oh man. Uh, yeah, it looks a bit like me. He's not covering his schlong. Well, there's a reason for that, Claire. <laughs> it was a cold day that day. <laughs> Were you beating yourself with that stick? Yes, I just got out of soda. <laughs> Well, Andy said, during my training session, I'd heard wood knocking. I can't say how many knocks, because at the time, my focus was on training, and I did not know that wood knocks have been linked to what I was about to say. So the big was just there. Is he, is he knocking on a tree, or is, he, or is he just spanking his monkey? <laughs> I just remember thinking to myself, what's that noise? As it was loud but distant and seemed to come from several directions. A good 25 minutes of resting on some steps with a recovery drink passed before he heard the noise get closer, but first dismissed it as a dog walker. 25 minutes rest and he's working out? <laughs> what? With an energy drink. With an energy drink? That's not very good. I turned and looked over my right shoulder and there stood about 10 metres back to my right hand side and up the steps was what I honestly believed to be some sort of ape. And there's a picture of some steps. <laughs> <laughs> its fur was a brown colour with patches of grey. The face was very human-like with a it's flat aged. nose. Aged <laughs> Bigfoot. Yeah. But the jaw was big. It looked out of proportion to the head. The head was domed at the top. Could be Ben. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've got no patches of grey. I may have lost my hair, but I haven't got any grey at all. The domedness, yes. But that's because I'm so aerodynamic. Yeah. He went on, the animal was very thick built, I can only say solid muscle. <laughs> Sounds more like me every day. Every time, everything we hear. It was frightening the build of this thing. I'm not sure the height of the angler was at. I could only estimate six foot plus, but I'm not sure. Well, I'm 5'10, that's close enough. Mm -hmm. The animal stood staring at me for about 30 seconds, what the fuck? Before turning around and walking off, but still watching me. <laughs> As I left, I could smell a stale farm animal type smell, which lingered. There you go, exactly! <laughs> I told you! Uh, uh, hey, can anyone smell some pig? <laughs> okay, that's it. So he walked off, but he was still looking at him? Yeah. <laughs> so his head, no, what was he walking backwards? He walking sideways? That's a good question. Did he do that famous walk to the side and look round? Yeah. You know? I don't know. I love it. You know that I'm down for Bigfoot existing, so I hope there is one in Britain. I think we should go and go and try and communicate with it. Well, why didn't he run after it? 
does look solid fucking like, like a brick shit. It's it's he is. He's doing wood. rocky training montages <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> Like a burning heart, he's been doing pull-ups on the <laughs> punching a tree. God's ripped. He's looking at you for thirty seconds. You can stand there and like eyeball it for thirty yeah. seconds. Thirty seconds is a long. It's time. It's a long time. You're not going to be like, oh, you're right, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you think he gave him a nod? Do you think, I like, thirty seconds is a long time. Thirty seconds is enough time for you to reach into your pocket and grab your mobile phone. Mm, yeah. yeah. Sure. Would you take it if you're doing a run? You wouldn't. Yeah, you'd have your music on, wouldn't you? I might have an iPod. Yeah. Oh, I bet there's a camera on them nowadays. Cameras on everything, Mike. It's the easiest thing to put yeah. into something, isn't it? In fact, I think I did have an iPod with a camera on it. It was like a mini. I'm sure it had a camera on the back. Well, instead we've got this beautiful sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the guy's just an aspiring artist. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a cracking sketch though. Please do go and check it out, listener. Beastsofbritain.com, the box hill ape. Oh, this wait. one's two loves of mine: aliens and Blackburn Rovers. Oh. What Blackburn? Okay, so mystery monolith spotted in Blackburn Mall car park. Here we go again. So yeah, didn't well, have one in the UK. Who predicted that? Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Who's was, the fucking prophet? You are the prophet. You're the you're the alien prophet. That oh. means they're gonna contact us through you. You heard it here first. I'm an alien god. You should worship me. I don't think you'll go that far. <laughs> Mike, no, what you are is you're literally their bitch on Earth. Oh, that doesn't sound so... So they're going to gonna tell you to go to world government and, and just repeat their words. You're just nothing more than a messenger boy. Sorry, mate. Dark Christmas, isn't it? You know, I'm going to piss on a guy's chips. <laughs> <laughs> One minute you're an alien god. Next minute you're just a fucking worthless conduit. Oh, yeah. easy come, easy go. <laughs> I thought this was down Devon the other day. Well, I don't know. I only found the Blackburn one. I saw the Blackburn one. But maybe oh. there wasn't one in Devon. Maybe there's been two in the UK now. I thought was, it was like... Yeah, I predicted two, yeah. Two. <laughs> Did you? I don't recall that bit. And it was the start of the show, I wasn't pissed. <laughs> Alright, so Andrew Smith, operations manager at the mail. Mole. At the mall, <laughs> was on his way into work when he says he'd come across the strange object in the car park. They've already reported sightings um, of the tall, shiny pillars in Utah, California, and Romania. Did we do the Mark Romanian one, yeah? They did mention it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was just minding his own business and driving into work and, and then he spotted it in the distance. Wow. Coming out of the dim, foggy morning light of Blackburn. It, it's headlights, like, you know, come yeah. across it, innit? Well, you just thought it was a high visit, someone had a high visit first. Or someone nicking and robbing the store. <laughs> so he says, I came to a standstill in my car and just stared at it. I heard there'd been sightings across the world and just dismissed it as a hoax. But now we have one here, it's what well, inexplicable. Yeah. We are leaving it well alone and only time will tell if it disappears like the one in Utah. Wow. Never. So staff are now asking themselves what this strange object could be and how did it go to Blackburn? Of all the places to end up. Right, okay, so there's no there's no CCTV or, you know, anything around there. Well, who can say? I don't know. Come on, if it's in a, you know, a shopping sort of centre, and... 
like you know sort of car park there's usually lots of so well it's it's got a mirror on it that one looks like a mirror that's yeah. that's some ikea mirrors <laughs> stuck together with some gaffer tape probably on the inside i know exactly what it is i think i know what that is you know when you got the opticians right mm -hmm. and they have their mirrors that have got usually three sides to them and a triangle shape so three people can stand around and look at the same time yeah it's one of them isn't it Someone's robbed the opticians. <laughs> All the other monoliths yeah. that were, were sort of like frosted a touch and yeah. silver, weren't they? This one's too mirror-like. Yeah. This is a fake. Yeah. No one else going... Yeah, totally. You know, if... Bullshit's in the middle of a car park. It's... <laughs> Someone just dropped it off in the back of a truck, haven't they? And... They're trying to communicate with us, Mike. It's the aliens. I'm not authenticating the other monoliths as real, but in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the scale of realness, this one's fake. Well, I mean, it does look like someone's just robbed an optician's and left it in the car park, doesn't it? But, mm, Yeah, I'm bullshit on this one. Yeah. This one's not as authentic as Black the others. Blackburn! <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with Blackburn? We won the Premiership once. I'm sure the aliens are really interested. Maybe the aliens are still watching 94-94 Premiership years. 94-95. 94-95 Premiership years. And you know they thought, wow, would honour them with an obelisk for a monolith mm. for winning the uh, winning the premiership. What about that? Anyone buying that? No. No. I hope they were because Forest finished third that season. I think. When did you? When did we beat you five one and seven uh, one? We lost over that. <laughs> that was one season. Was that the same? That wasn't the same season. Though, was I'm it was not sure. Five one and seven one in one season. Very impressed with your uh, football there. Mm. I'll, I'll always remember that result, Claire. Always, because I know it winds Mike up. He won the last <laughs> game at Ewood, at Fortress Ewood. Yeah, We've well, only won one game all season against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last minute defected fucking goal. Yeah, and they sent us down in a similar fucking fashion. Oh well. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Looks like they're going down this season, so it's alright. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, enough football talk. Do you want to pause it there for a sec, mate? Yep. So, let's go on to our Fukushima Christmas special. It's a Fukushima Christmas. Fukushima. So, the, to give it its full name, the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant is located in the Akuma, Fukushima Prefecture, Japan. It's one of the world's 25 largest nuclear power stations with six reactors. Uh, there's two in each, there's three main buildings, two in each, and there's a fourth reactor which is used to store spent fuel rods. Okay. Yeah. It's got light water boiling reactors, so it just boils water to make steam, which turns turbines. Do we know when it was built? Yes, it was built in the... it was operational in 76. It's been operational, but it's been upgraded, it's fairly modern, it's got containment units. We're not looking is at Is it Chernobyl. still actually there, or is it...? It's still there. It's still there. Yeah, leaking it's radiation. Got to, it, it's... It's not leaking as much, it's more to do with the aftermath of this and the, a lot of... Um, I mean, when this went, and it did melt down, it got into the water, it got into the water, they were dumped, They were using seawater to... Cool it. To cool it. So yeah, we're looking at the, the contamination. I mean, it is classified the same as um, Chernobyl. It's a level seven. Oof. Which is the highest it can be. Well, I assume the levels are probably a level eight where it goes like everyone's dead. Everyone's dead, Dave. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> dead, Dave. Fully operational from the 26th of March, 1976, and supposedly earthquake-proof to a point. They actually had, because obviously Japan suffers a lot of earthquakes, they did make it so it could take a certain amount of punishment. 
However, you know, that one that did kick off and cause an army was a level nine. It was a nine on the Richter oh. scale. So, yeah. yeah. However, in um, the year 2000, they did a tsunami study. And they ignored it because of the study's uh, validity. So they couldn't, all the stats couldn't be verified. It's never happened before. Don't verify it. And then in... Um, Incredible, isn't it? And then in 2008, they did another tsunami study. And again, they said the risk, risk was unrealistic. What comes out to money again? They don't want to spend the money, do they? That's what they, they simulated it. They probably it's said, like, this is what will happen if you have a tsunami. <clears throat> These are what needs to be made improvements to make it safe. And they've gone, yeah, yeah. it's unlikely, though, isn't it? It's unlikely. Well, when was the last time one of them happened over here? Yeah, they probably assessed but, it, that the risk was worth it. Do you, see the, yeah. do you see the parallels with Chernobyl? Yeah. The, um, ah, don't worry about lowering it down, it's fine. Don't worry about lowering the power, it's okay. Don't worry about it, it's never happened before. We'll never have a nuclear accident. Once, maybe in 10,000 years. The guy said that literally three months before Chernobyl blew up. Humanity's hubris will be the end of us. Wow. Mm -hmm. Deep. Very deep. Is that you or...? What? Are you quoting? Or no, no, you that's you. Just come with it. Well, there you go. Copyright that. Put it on mm -hmm. a meme. <laughs> Put your face in black and white on ones. I'll make it myself. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a picture of you later and I'll fucking do it. We've got a meme maker. Well, I have a profit now, so I better start making quotes, haven't I? Yeah, you are, Jira. Yeah. Let's see if we... I'll Where tell you what. Where will the next monolith be? Hmm? I don't ask you to be too specific. Because oh. <laughs> yeah. if you get it wrong... I mean, hemisphere. He was never going to put it Blackburn, was he? Let's face it. I had a lucky shot with the UK, didn't I? <laughs> Only because it was a bit of fake news, but... <laughs> It's not push it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike, I want to know the lottery numbers for this week. <laughs> there will be another silver monolith. <laughs> okay. Where? Oh, it's too plainly, I can't see. <laughs> it's fucking, Mike, it's a fucking mirror. There'll <laughs> <laughs> another one after this one. Oh, right. Okay. There we go. My prediction is complete. <laughs> well, let's see if it comes true. There will be another monolith in the UK. Anywhere. Well, anywhere. <laughs> well, Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, an in-house study, however, did identify that a tsunami wave up to 33 feet, or 10.2 metres, would potentially flood the facility. Is that as big as the tsunami? The other tsunami? Yeah, I think the one that was actually bigger. Whew. Yeah, it was bigger. It was 14 metres. Same feet. Uh, with 12 is 33. You are on it old money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, mate. I, I, sorry. 40 sorry. feet. I've no idea. He's Maybe something like that. Either way, mate, it's bigger than you and I. He's going to turn 40 and he's in old money. <laughs> he's going to shave his head and go full gammon soon. <laughs> Start voting Tory and. Oh. <laughs> A sacrilege in this flat. Hey, Chester. <laughs> Yeah. I never <laughs> vote Tory. I'll be dead before I vote Tory. Well, if there's election fraud, you might be dead. I've voted Tory for many years. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even know about it. <laughs> anyway, so aside from, you know, everything that was going on, this plant was running absolutely fine. Everything was fine. It's, it's you know, 4.6 gigawatts of electricity. Everyone it's eating donuts. The, everyone's eating donuts. <laughs> 
Homer's probably visited and said everything's fine and he's a nuclear safety inspector. I'm so probably eating sushi to be fair. Of a naked Japan, chick. Possibly. It's the only time I'd ever eat sushi. I don't know, it didn't blow until, is it 2011? So yes. they might have watched Simpsons by then. They're oh, they watched that. Yeah. We're, like, we're like Homer! <laughs> oh, man. Hey, i got to work at the nuclear plant and eat donuts, and then something actually serious happens, and you realise you're completely underqualified, you took the job because you saw it at the Simpsons. <laughs> you managed to blag your way through. Oh. Yeah, so aside from that, you know, everything was going uh, swimmingly until Friday the 11th of March 2011 at 14.46. This is 2.46pm uh, for anyone that doesn't go 24 no, hours. No. The earthquake was centred 130 kilometres offshore the city of Sendai in the Miyagi prefecture on Honshu Island, which is Japan's biggest island. Miyagi. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's how I've wrote it down, but I'm confident that my brain may have taken over and wrote Miyagi. <laughs> so I apologise. Do you remember watching the footage of this? No, I watched the footage of the, the, the other tsunami. The Boxing Day one? Yeah. Well, everyone saw that, didn't they? Yeah, but I, mean, I was actually, I remember this, because I, I literally went, I was, on, I was at work, I, I was on my lunch break and the news was on, and like this tsunami's in Japan, I remember watching it thinking, because obviously all the fucking, it's live news, isn't it? All the yeah, helicopters yeah. are up in the air, instead of saving people, they're just filming it. Yeah. I did see it, yeah. And it was just like, Holy shit, that thing, that, that's just like, and it never looks much to start, but it goes to the streets, it's like, you get that little wave come through and you think, oh, is that it? I can outrun that. And then the fucking massive crashing thing comes down about 10, 15 seconds later. Yeah. Like, Jesus, I mean. There's wood, there's building bits yeah, of everything. There's cars. And when they pan out, you, you realise the extent of the, the wave that comes along. Long yeah. Side, isn't it? I just think with climate change, it's going to become more more frequent and more deadly. What? Mm. Earthquakes. Yeah. Well, extreme weather. Mm. I don't know about earthquakes. Well, this was caused by a, a nine point uh, zero on the Richter scale earthquake. I'll tell you how strong this earthquake is. Right, a level nine. It was a rare double quake lasting three minutes. Japan actually moved a few meters east. Oh. It actually shifted the Me earth just it. a little touch on its axis. Whew. That's how strong this was. It was a pl the largest fault slip ever recorded. Wow. wow. Well, thankful, I guess, that it happened in the sea. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, we had the terrible Well, uh, yeah, I mean, typhoon or whatever it's, what's it called. Tsunami. Tsunami, but if that had happened on land. Well, imagine if that happened in LA. Yeah, or Tokyo. There's a, there's a film about that, isn't there? There is, yeah, San Andreas. Yeah, it's all that's the rock in it. Shit. I love like the rock. Oh, terrible. I don't mind the rock, but that film's awful. I don't mind it. It's better than the um, other one. Volcano, stick that in that bag as well. Yeah. Oh, look, don't, don't mock, don't you dare mock volcano. <laughs> when they're all there with the with the concrete and the torches. <laughs> I love oh, that scene. I love it. And oh when the guy jumps God. in the lava to save that other guy, that's oh, I love it. Oh, I love that movie. No, it's terrible. And I like I like San Andreas, but that's oh, yeah. This is why I never take movie advice. San me. Andreas, though, is a downside bad. I, I have honestly stopped. I never. I don't listen to him now because he, he he just bollocks. You're just wasting your life. <laughs> that is. I've got excellent movie taste. You've got terrible taste. No, you're just too picky. 
Yeah, oh, there's no character development. I want <laughs> things. I want things to go boom. Because yeah, I just make me watch Marvel films over and over again. I didn't. The same plot. I didn't make you watch Marvel. I made you watch. I made you watch. I didn't make you watch. <laughs> I asked you to watch. Nazi ben made Thor watch. Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, Nazi Ben. Nazi Ben came made out. You watch I, I put a gluger to his head while I was wearing a trench coat <laughs> and made him watch Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War Endgame. Oh, the Endgame was awful. I hated it. The other two were okay, but. Well, not even the big battle at the end. No, that was any saving grace. But that's Marvel. That's what you expect. You want to see comic heroes fight each other. That's the main thing you watch the film. So, of course, they're going to get that right, but it's just the rest of it. I didn't think the that... The character in- development. Yeah. I didn't think that Infin- Infinity Gauntlet would fuck you up, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too much power for Tony's fragile human form to contain. Not sure I'm going to buy my kid one for Christmas <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, you may want to avoid that. So five, another example of how big this thing is, five million tonnes of material and debris was shipped from Japan into the Pacific and Japan's coastline receded by like about half a metre. Where did it go? Just floated out in the Pacific. There is literally a huge island of debris floating around in the Pacific. Not only there was one of massive, a gar- massive garbage one as well. Oh, yeah. There's also so this. Of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> but you just think thought they'd got some sort of you know you know these like trawlers. They can troll up as much fish as they want, but you can't send one out to go and or three or four or five out. You know. He's gonna pay for it, Claire. Well, it's something that uh, the, the the navies of the world should be tackling as a whole. They're not bothered. Why are they not bothered? Because it's not cost effective, is it? Yeah, in other words, the the taxpayer on my own. Why is our our Navy being used to pick up rubbish in the Pacific? And then there'll be an investigation. If you had a government that cared about the planet and the people, then obviously it'd be done. If if everybody puts a boat in, I'm not saying our whole Navy. (laughs) We can't get the rich to pay their taxes. They're not going to pay for clearing up plastic. When chances are they... It's just wishful thinking on my part. Yeah. That's the problem. Our governments in the West have been captured by the corporatocracy. I'm doing a better Greta Thunberg. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Greta, calm down, you. (laughs) They should be picking us up. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) So as part of the earthquake procedure, the reactors at the Fukushima plant were shut down automatically. That is a thing. There's an earthquake... The reactor shut down. Makes sense. Right? Mm-hmm. However, the impact and the flooding of the tsunami damaged the backup generators, oh. which are in basically power the cooling systems. It failed in three reactors. Within the first few days of the disaster, uh, because there's still no fucking access to this, I mean, emergency services are overwhelmed, the roads are blocked, everything's down. Imagine the, the first couple of days of this, first 48 hours of this hitting. I mean, they'd just be chaos. All communications have got to be down virtually. Like, maybe unless someone's got a satellite phone. Yeah. You know, it is literally... No emergency services. The emergency service is just overwhelmed, if not dead themselves. Mm-hmm. That's the problem, isn't it? You know, the eventually emergency workers, usually the first onto a scene, usually end up becoming casualties themselves, like at 9-11. And how many Chernobyl. sort of... Chernobyl. How many sort of little rib boats have they got? And how many, you know, because tsunami, it's a lot of water coming in. It's that's it. That's been trashed as it's come in, is it? 
But I bet you that report would have fixed all them problems. It certainly would have probably added more concrete to the yeah. to the foundation. Well, it was particularly the... for a tsunami, wasn't it? Mm. So it would have fixed all them problems, and we wouldn't be having this problem now if they'd done their due diligence and spent the money. True, but at the same time, you know, it was it was considered it was earthquake proof. I mean, nothing is ever one hundred percent. Obviously, the Titanic that was unsinkable. <laughs> But, we know where that was sunk now. Well, obviously that was sunk. Kill us the Avengers. That was sunk by J.P. Morgan yeah. to form the. Have you done the Titanic yet? Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah the yeah. conspiracy behind the Titanic. Yeah, I think that's episode forty-two, if I remember rightly. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've listened to that one back a couple of times. I'm sure it's uh, definitely J.P. Morgan. Holt obviously killed off his opposition to creating a a bank, mm-hmm. the global bank. Ooh. Uh, so within the first few days, the, the cores subsequently overheated, leading to partial meltdowns of the fuel oh. rods. Meltdown is when they literally, the rods, the fuel core itself, literally melts through the reinforced concrete over a period of time because of its immense oh. heat and radioactivity. Uh, melted material then fell to the bottom of containment vessels in reactors 1 and 2, and burned holes in the floor, which partially exposed the nuclear material in the core. So now you've got an open core. When I, when I uh, imagine it, I imagine it like alien blood coming. Going. You know, you probably wouldn't be that far away. Yeah. Yeah, the concrete melting would be like tss, going through. Each, yeah. Each, mm. Well, like the core. You know, like when you see alien blood on aliens and alien. Yeah. And it goes through each like deck. Yeah. I imagine it as a whole piece, but and then get into the next deck. Yes, that's pretty much what it is. Think of a sort of a solid blob. Yeah, yeah, solid. Sort of, and then just burning through Through gradually. Yeah, yeah. Slowly, I mean, just dissolving the concrete, and the concrete's like just melting from the waste. I mean, was it the um, wind scale disaster we did, which is Britain's own nuclear disaster in the Mm -hmm. fifties that no one's ever heard of? It's not publicised at all in this country. Of course not. You know, they were like, the concrete was melting at one point. It was that hot. So imagine what just pure radioactive uranium is doing over the course of a few days completely. Let's face it, no one's getting to this thing and no one's there in any fit shape to do anything about it. The power's out. It ain't coming back up. (laughs) Is any of the seawater that's flowing in getting in to cool it at all. Well, this is what they started to do, is they started to pump the seawater in to cool it down. Before they started doing that, you know, when the tsunami come along, took the generators out, is there any sort of seawater just taking over that building and and flooding into that? Yes, it's still, it's flooding in. It's not out the generators, obviously. It's probably flooded the backup generator room. Yeah. It's not where the core is. It's... Mm. And if it is, then that seawater's not being worked through the system. Remember, the core is it's, it's held in a massive concrete and steel sort of cage, really. Like it's the water over. would also recede back to the sea. Yeah. Yeah. After a while, yeah. So the wave would come, <clears throat> recede, and then that would be it then, wouldn't it? And it's only burning through the bottom, isn't it? Yeah, it's going straight down. Now, of course, if that hits Earth underneath all that concrete, you've got a massive problem, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Same as Chernobyl, that's why it's Chernobyl. They, yeah. they got the 400 miners in to dig out a massive chamber for it. 
If it did, yeah, you Fukushima right up. <laughs> Fukushima. How long have you been waiting to crack that joke, Mike? I just caught it. <laughs> I, mean, I bet you thought that. Wow. <laughs> oh, Fukushima that up. I'll save that for the weekend. I missed your reindeer joke earlier, though, when you said Fukushima Christmas. No, oh, really. We take now. Yeah, go on then. Oh, we have to play a double the amount of carrots this year. Why? Because the reindeers have got two heads, aren't they, Fukushima? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that wasn't with you, was it? <laughs> no. Did you think of that one yourself? Or? I did. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yes. Uh, melted material falls into the bottom of containment vessels in reactors one and two, burnt holes in the floor. Then the explosions from the resulting from the build-up of pressurised hydrogen gas in the outer containment systems, outer containment buildings, enclosing reactors one, two, and three. So you burn through. You got this build-up of hydrogen gas which got stuck within the containment walls, which then ignited and caused an explosion. And you got um, your boss going, get in there, get the water, get yeah. the seawater, pump it in there. And you're like, uh. <laughs> this then led to a problem with reactor four, which was damaged and spent fuel rods restored. And that led to the release of a significant level of radiation. What if you're pissed on it? <laughs> I get the <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so, let's, so you might be asking me at this point, so Ben, how much radiation is significant? Yeah, go on. Yeah? Now, radiation this, now, for this is measured in millisieverts. Sieverts. Yeah. Now, short-term doses of about 1,000 millisieverts is about the threshold of acute radiation sickness. You get that in short-term doses, it builds up. You'll get mild radiate, acute radiation sickness. Sorry. Now, an instant dose of 100 to 250 millisieverts, so all in one go, boom, mm -hmm. is going to massively increase your chance of getting cancer by a substantial amount. So thousands of death sentences. You're going to die in a few days. You put, you might weeks. survive What's the that acute. What's in comparison to an X-ray? Uh, X-rays are literally nothing. Um, Point whatever. Yeah, they. I mean, remember though, everyone can only absorb a certain amount of radiation in their lifetime. Yeah. Right. Okay. So a national health uh, worker, so a health worker in the X-ray room, will be limited to something like three thousand millisieverts a year. Mm -hmm. Right. That's all they can take a year. You only get an allowance before three thousand. But you just said a thousand. Oh, you sorry, a thousand. Of, so they say they get. I don't know. Um, like a two hundred. A year, right? Mm -hmm. That's cancer. No, a year. You're talking about short-term uh, doses, an uh, instant yeah. dose. So if you literally walked into that reactor cloud and get an instant yeah. dose, you get in cancer. Yeah. Ones in the X-ray room stand behind the shield. And they stand behind the shield. They they put they have an apron, lead apron on all the gear. Mm. They can only be exposed to so much per year. We did talk about it on the Chernobyl yeah, episode. Have, yeah. But so and once they hit that limit, that's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, they can't work anymore. Yeah. You only get so much. Yeah. Now, to be fair, the workers here of the plant, like, they did fight fucking courageously mm. against this to try and get the water pumping through, but they just basically couldn't stop it. You've got, you've got, barely, you've got no power. Mm. You've got very little power. Your backup generators are gone. So the Japanese government has to take. There's a while where the workers are trying to cool and stabilise the damaged reactors. They're pumping seawater and boric acid into them, trying to just cool them down, keep them mm. cool, stop them, stop the heat boiling the seawater, getting radiation, it's leaking, mm. the core's exposed. Acid. Yeah, it must be something to neutralise the, the heat of the, 
uranium cores. It helps dissipate it. Yeah, to cover it over as well, as even mm. if it just negates. I mean, like at Chernobyl, they dropped uh, sand, lead, and boron, so it must mm. boric acid, it must be something to do with the boron. Yeah, okay, let's just put it. Probably. <laughs> Uh, induces a chemical reaction which probably reverses it or something or slows okay, it down. Okay, let's cover it with wood shavings. Mm. <laughs> Sawdust, like the sicker, like the sicker a theme park. Yeah. No. Our, our reactor is leaking. Yeah, I guess throw some sawdust on it, buddy. Be all right. Well, like, like the floor at the Iron Horse when mm. we were like sixteen, yeah. seventeen. Really, the pub. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're filling the, the Iron Horse as a rock pub in when we were growing up, and it had sawdust to a floor. <laughs> Because of the vomiting and blood, I assume. No, it was because of the dog shit. Because they had <laughs> even worse. <laughs> no, they had like three dogs, didn't they? Yeah, they're right. Like, I yeah. thought it was because people spinning their beer. No, it's because of the dog shit. I think. Never. That's what I always Classy. Assume. <laughs> I thought it was the beer. No, because the dogs were definitely shitting in the beer. Got concrete beer cars and outside. Yeah, they were shitting indoors as well. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, they have my puppies. I've been when I bred my mm. my rotty, Yeah. Yeah, we're classy people, really. Oh, yeah. yeah. We weren't shitting in the beer garden. That's the main thing. Yes. We were shitting in the gutter. <laughs> you were a bit. Too many Newcastle Browns. Oh, Nuki oh. Brown. Get his shits in the gutter. No. You don't admit that stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've come close. I'm making the toilet. You're going to go in the gutter. Squat over a storm drain. <laughs> Take that, it. <laughs> Let's. You tell me if it all floats down there, pal. <laughs> oh dear. His name wasn't it. It was Pennywise. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Take that, Pennywise. <laughs> Japanese government says, all right. There's an 18 mile, which is a 30 kilometer no-fly zone. Boom. Straight in. Then a 12 and a half mile, which is 20 kilometers around the plant, is you're evacuated, and if you're at the very edge, you can stay, but you remain indoors. Do not go out the fucking house. It seems fair. Mm-hmm. At this point, they started to notice increased levels of radiation in the local food and water, and radiation levels in the sea were rising, uh, contaminated with the radioactive iodine 131. Mm-hmm. This stemmed from the uh, Exposure of pumped in seawater and water that has leaked through cracked walls. So it's going into everything then? It's just yeah, yeah. I mean it got into the wildlife, they were they were start they were shooting radioactive boars. Yes. We read it as a weird name, yeah. didn't we? They gave off a green glow. They really? were completely irradiated. And then they had to come back and rebury them because the earth had shifted that much. It, they, they were so radioactive that they irradiated the earth above the mass grave and they had to go and shovel more soil on top of them. So you had radioactive wildlife running around. <laughs> it's insane what we're doing to this planet, isn't it? I was just joking when I said that. <laughs> no, your yes. joke was completely accurate. I'm this on par with, dark... Ma- with Mike, my <laughs> prophecies. This is why it's a dark Christmas. <laughs> this is why we call it dark Christmas. Or yeah. neon Christmas. <laughs> neon Christmas. Yeah. yeah, you know, we should have shaped a novel for a Christmas episode, really. That would have been fitting. <laughs> now, in mid-April, so this happened on the, what, 22nd of March, 23rd of March, something like that. In mid-April, the level of severity was raised from 5 to 7. And again, that puts it on a par with Chernobyl, which was the worst nuclear accident ever. 
So is there an exclusion zone still around it? Weirdly not. They thought the ground would be uninhabitable for years. But people are actually back in the evacuation oh zone. Oh, my God. Because they, they do seem to think the levels have died off. There must be... Huh? But look, my, my, there's people in Chernobyl who've moved back in and they're okay. Well, there's people that never left. There is, yeah. They're not okay, though. They're still alive, though. They are, yeah. It's just a third arm. I <laughs> 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 fucking that guy from Mortal Kombat strolling yeah. those doors in Goro. Yeah. Six fucking arms to get the side of him. That pet reindeer's got two heads. <laughs> that pet reindeer's got two heads. <laughs> Problem is, because this place was so fucked, Following the accident, numerous leaks at the facility occurred. The site where the contaminated water was stored, there was a huge fucking leak in uh, August 2013. It was so severe in itself that it was classified as a level three nuclear event. <sighs> so basically they had a massive water leak because they're storing all this water. And I've got an article on this later. We've actually had it as a weird news article before, but it's, as it's relevant, we'll just kind of skip through it. Well, as you can say it now. Basically, they're running out of space to store this water in the tanks that they've got. The water that they're pumping on. The water they've pumped in. To cool it down. To cool it down has become massively irradiated. Mm -hmm. And so they've managed to gather as much of it together as they can. Or possibly, they can probably get it all. They're Japanese, they're clever guys. I don't know how this works, I'm not a nuclear engineer. <laughs> but, and then they've been storing it in these massive tanks. Which themselves have given off a little bit of radiation over a few years because it's so highly irradiated. They're running out of storage space and they think they should be able to dump it in the sea. Mm. Now, a lot of this has already gone in the sea anyway. No. Have it. This is a bit of a crazy idea. Evaporating it. It's still going to come down, yeah. isn't it? It's going to come down to rain then. It's going yeah. to just join the water cycle this again. This is the problem of nuclear waste. We don't know what to do with it. Well, I was we thinking if it evaporated, it'd, it'd be left with a, as, a, as a sort of solid or left as a, I, I don't know, as something else. I see what you mean. Would it's it just be, a crazy would idea, it be, you know. Would it be pure H2O? I'd have you sell Would it be pure? <laughs> I'm putting it out there. You're, yeah. saying, you're saying, would it be H2O that gets evaporated and leaves behind the ice? Yeah, that's that No. I don't think it would, would No, it? because it works with um, when a nuclear bomb goes off, you get the rain after. Mm. And it's, it's, that's the part of the fallout. So, no. no. It gets into the air, it rains, it's still there. Remember, the stuff's got half life. It could, some nuclear waste has a half life of like a thousand years. Yeah. There's some even longer. A lot of it has about 100,000 years. Yeah. You know. So, when we put waste in the ground, we're not allowed to touch that or go anywhere near it for the next 100,000 years. Yeah. That's we why should we definitely. Don't put it in the ground. Or we, dump it in, or we dump it in the sea. Dump it in the sea and it... No, can't yeah. do that either. Honestly, I've got an article later on. Yeah. And Britain is one of the biggest fucking guilty Dumpers. parties in this. <laughs> dumping stuff in the sea. The, the, as, I'll read it later on in the article. I've got to, We're not the biggest dumpers, are we? We're one of them. Oh, dear. However, at this plant, and they were very lucky, in all fairness, in terms of the, the death toll, or the official death toll, mm. um, only one death from radiation sickness... 16 injuries due to the explosions and two workers had radiation burns. But... It's a long-lasting effect, isn't it? Populations living in the most affected areas have a 70% higher chance of thyroid cancer. Oh. You have a, insane. What you are we doing? Also, you have a 7% higher risk of leukaemia, 
a 6% higher risk of breast cancer and a 4% risk of what they call solid cancer, which I presume is sort of solid tumours, that kind of thing. Crazy. Okay. So a lot of radiation was, I think it was kicking out about 450 millisieverts an hour at the leak. That's cancer causing. Of course it is. Yeah. But the majority of the waste went into the water. They were using the seawater to cool it. The water was leaking out. It was The water had washed over that place. It had broke through. The stuff was leaking. The water recedes. It goes out. The stuff's leaking into the air. As you say, it does get evaporated. It goes up into the clouds. It comes back down as rain. You've got like an acid rain, a radioactive rain. I don't think that this was as sort of harmless as they told us. Of course not. They're not going to tell us, are they? No. I've seen projection sort of like, it looked like a sort of heat map to look at it, of where it sort of got into the water and spread. Yeah, I've seen that map. You've seen it as well, and it... You know, shows how far it's spreading with the currents. I'd say the Pacific Ocean is the biggest ocean on the planet. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so big, you can hide a fucking five million tonne pile of debris from Japan and a massive garbage pile, the state of the size of Texas. It's huge. Mm. And so it's just going to spread to everywhere, but that's going to filter into everywhere else, isn't it, eventually? Yeah. And that's what it does, it spreads and... They were finding radioactive fish dead on the on the uh, west coast of America. Well, there's a lot of these sort of like mass fish. Yes, die-offs. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wildlife die-offs, birds. Yeah. A lot of bird, mass bird deaths. Yeah. We're fucking this planet up. Yeah, I, I, I'm seriously destroying the balance of nature. I kind of come to the conclusion that it's a lost cause. No, it's reversible. Oh, I don't know. It's happened now. We need to rewild. Mm-hmm. We need to stop emissions. Nah, no, we've done too much nuclear shit. We could go, you know, more towards sustainable energy, couldn't we? Of course. You can't date anything now from yeah. from after 1944. Yeah, you can't carbon date anything because nuclear testing has fucked up the carbon dating system. But to go back to what Claire said about the renewable energy, we can put enough solar panels would fit the Sahara Desert to power the world, all our energy needs. That's, with the technology we got that now, it can only get better. Did you see that China has turned on a, um, not a cold fusion reactor, but it's something to do with the, basically like making the heat of the sun inside a sealed chamber and that produces the energy, I don't know how it works. Yeah, they got it to work, but for like a fraction of a second, well, it requires so much energy to. No, I about they started it up the other day. Yeah, yeah, I said it worked. Yeah, yeah. but not. It's like a. It's like they can do it for a fraction of a second, can't they? Oh right, I thought it was. I thought it was going online. Or maybe, maybe I'm behind on the old technology on that. I haven't but... seen it. And then Boris came out and said, "Oh well, British scientists, we're 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 close on a breakthrough to cold fusion." Then the scientists who, I think it was Oxford, came out and said, no, we're not, we're decades away. (laughs) (laughs) So, to sum it up, Fukushima wasn't great for the planet. Same as any massive level 7 radioactive event, nuclear event. But it's not new that the planet, the oceans of the planet have been 
had, had waste dumped in them, nuclear waste dumped in them, and you know, it's been going on for years and we're just not told about it. Is this one more substantial than Chernobyl because of the amount of waste that's got into the sea? Sea, yes, probably, but atmosphere, Chernobyl winds hand down, hands mm -hmm. down, absolutely. That was, if I remember rightly, it was something like so many of the uh, Hiroshima atomic bomb. Four, was it four hundred Hiroshima atomic bombs every hour? That thing was leaking out into the into the air, Mike. Do you remember? No, I don't remember. Sorry. It was X amount of Hiroshima-sized atomic bombs, radiation into the air every hour. It was pretty fucking bad, and of course, but only thirty people died, didn't they? Which you know, obviously, is bollocks because it's. That amount of stuff in the air is not going to do any good for anybody. Um, Fukushima, I refuse to believe that there's only one death because of this. Hmm. Of course, the Japanese government will never release the official figures. All they'll say is, well, you know, cancer rates have gone up. Remember the first well, atom bomb tests in the sea as well? Alright, let's, let's go to uh, Fukushima. Almost 1.2 million litres, which is 320,000 gallons, if you're Mike and in Victorian times. Actually, I'm, we are litres, aren't we? We don't use gallons now. No, no. yeah, we are. We're sort of a bastardised mix. Between, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we are. It's weird because we still use miles yeah. per hour, but then we say, like, oh, you know, give me eight pints. <laughs> yeah, but then we still buy two litres of milk. Two litres of milk, yeah. Yeah. Only four booze. pints. There's the two on offer, isn't there? You can actually buy the two litre or the four pints. Yeah. <laughs> and four pints is a bit more than two litres. So you have to watch out and try to scam me on that one. Mm. Charging well, you for a four pinter or whatever. Well, the next time I'm in the supermarket uh, buying milk, Mike, I'll remember that. Thank mm. you. <sighs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Some money saving tips you can find here on this card. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, a financial officer now. You're good in for that position, are you? Martin Lewis. Is, yeah. You know, watch yourself. Yeah, you'll be on fucking GMTV with Phil Arnie soon. Uh. <laughs> so, almost 1.2 million litres of radioactive water from the Fukushima nuclear power plant is about to be released into the ocean. That's on the recommendation of the government's advisory panel some nine years after the nuclear disaster on Japan's east coast. The contaminated water has since been used to cool the destroyed reactor blocks to prevent further nuclear meltdowns, and it's currently being stored in large tanks, but these are expected to be full by 2022. Exactly how the water should be dealt with has become highly controversial in Japan, not least because the nuclear disaster caused extreme contamination off the coast of Fukushima. At the time, radioactive water flowed directly into the sea in quantities we have never seen before in the maritime in the marine world. Fuck. Sabrine Charmatan from the Fence Institute for Radiological Protection and Nuclear Safety tells DW the news agency. Radiation levels in the sea off Fukushima were a million times millions of times higher than the government's limit of one hundred becquerels, another Unit of measurement in radiation. Right. Fucked if I know what that is, then. Yeah, mate, it's. I looked into I'm it. I fucked with gallons and I'm fucked. I'm definitely fucked with becquerels. <laughs> it's confusing. Measuring radiation is confusing. Especially for me, who's useless with numbers and maths anyway. <laughs> 
And to still today, radioactive substances can be detected off the coast of Japan and in other parts of the Pacific. They've either been measured in small quantities off the US West Coast in concentrations, but apparently still well below the harmful levels set by the World Health Organization. I don't... If this thing's so bad... Yeah, if they detect it on the west coast of the US... Yeah. Okay, it's not a harmful level. What about all the stuff in between? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's going to get worse and worse as it gets to the coast, isn't it? That's yeah. a whole stretch of the Pacific Ocean is now contaminated. Yeah. Once if you start fishing there, locals are fishing and... They're eating that fish. Well, they do fish it. there. Well, there we go. That's the thing. It's more deaths, more cancers. Mm -hmm. and this thing has a knock-on effect. And that, like you say, that gets evaporated into the air, comes down, rains down somewhere else. That's well, it. It might not pass it on through the, the food chain because the food chain might die. So, you know, e either or, if the food chain dies... Yeah, but someone will eat that dead thing. Okay, it's a dead fish. A shark will eat it. Then they'll they'll kill eat that shark because some cultures eat sharks. Mm. Or think of it another way: is that it rains on the grass, a cow eats the grass. That grass is slightly irradiated. That goes into the cow. We kill the cow. Cows we got eat tumors, it. We eat it. Yeah. Gets its way into the food chain through water. Yeah. Look at the microplastic. We've all got it. Mm-hmm. What's that then? Sorry, go on. Micro. I remember you telling me, but you know. Microplastic. It's plastic little bits shards of plastic which are virtually microscopic mm. that are in the food chain there so they don't break down they just break down to that tiny small amount so that just gets lodged just filling up our goods yeah we've all got like a certain percentage of it, of it in us now Christ should imagine we pass it as well yeah we probably would actually some of it mm -hmm. once it gets into the brain and yeah look at filter tips on cigarettes that's, there's, there's like microscopic shards of fiberglass in that to give it its rigidity and you're breathing that in every time you smoke on pre-rolled cigarettes. Never. Or the smog from cars. Then you've got the, um, when the car breaks next to you, you've got the magnesium, superheated magnesium, kind of the brake discs into the air that you're breathing in. Mm. Everything seems to be fucking killing us right now. That's because the corporations have got control of the government. I'll keep going back to it, but it's true. All right, Marx. No, but <laughs> no, I'm doing the fist. And they work. stop, and they make the environmental rules, so they lax them for their own companies, so they can make more profits. Well, yeah, <laughs> look at look at Flint, Michigan, and their water supply. Oh, the clear water. You ever seen that? Not just Flint. It's apparently it's hundreds of thousands, not thousands of towns and cities across America. They've got bad water. Well, well, basically, we'll say Flint, Michigan yeah, as an example. Yeah, that's wasn't it? Yeah. There's like this crystal clear lake. That's where the drinking water used to come from. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the shitty river, which all the crap goes into. Okay. And the car company around there, I forget which is General Motors, wanted to use the drinking water because the crap water was rusting the cars before it came off the before, just before they came off the production line. So they switched it. They switched the water. So the car company. Had the nice water and the residents had the polluted water. Yeah. What? And yeah. it's still like that, I think. Isn't there's, it? Yeah, there's lead in the water, it is brain damaging people. Never. And then Obama went there, didn't he? Pulled that stunt, pretended to drink that glass of water. Mm. That's like, true. I'm really thirsty, you know, he's like, pass me a glass of water. He's like, this isn't a stunt, ha 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 ha, look, I'm drinking the water, it's fine. What a cunt. He no. knew the water was bad. Yeah. Instead of going there and declaring a national emergency mm -hmm. and replacing the the pipes 
Because the pipes were corroded as well. Well, they, the well they led, yeah. That's what's leaking the lead as well. Yeah. And get fresh water for the residents, no? I think a lot of them are still on bottled water. Yeah, they are. All this time, years now. So the bottom they, was worth some bush. Like, bathe in it and stuff? I don't know. Good question. I don't know. I presume so. I presume that's all it is good for, bathing. Mm. I don't know. That's a good question. Mm. Let us know, Lister in Flint, Michigan. Um, so it's been a highly controversial topic in Japan, how this water should be disposed of. And basically the Japanese government is saying, but if we do release it, it'll get really diluted, so it won't matter so much. Insane, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So 1.2 million tonnes of water, mm -hmm. that's what we're looking at. Um, now it's got tritinium in it, which is a radioactive material, and it's light, and it could reach as far afield as the USA West Coast within two years. It is harmless to marine life, but it's the little low energy particles. You get that in, yeah? That's a chance of cancer. Yeah. That passes through a cell, that's a chance of cancer. Well, yeah, it's a chance of mutating the, you know, the cell and, and affecting the nucleus, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So what are we going to do with this waste? Well, Finland has an answer. You mean they don't dump it in the sea? Mm -hmm. Or bury it in the ground? They bury it in the ground. Oh, right. Oh. A hole in Finland is being prepared to contain radioactive waste for 100,000 years. Alright, so, okay, we just made a massive hole then. Ulkaluoto Island in western Finland is a flat stretch of land covered by pine trees and borders on three sides by the Baltic Sea. The nearest town on the mainland is Rauma. With a population of around 34,000, the town is famous for lace-making and colourful wooden houses. Oh, sounds lovely. Mm. In the middle of Ulkiluoto, past kilometres of dark pine trees and a huddle of yellow, blue and grey huts, a metal shutter is set between walls of blasted grey rock. This nondescript doorway is the entrance to something unique, the world's first and only permanent repository for spent fuel. It's called Onkalo, which means cavity in Finnish. Oof. How big is this cavity? Yeah. <laughs> Expendables 2, don't they have a similar thing? They go down to that mine and all the fuel rods are stored there. Uh. Oh, hang on, what's the message? This place is not a place of honour. No highly esteemed deed is commemorated here. Nothing valued is here. What is here is dangerous and repulsive to us. This message is a warning about danger. Don't come in. Yeah, that was a message proposed in 1993 by the US Department of Energy to warn future generations of nuclear waste sites. Because in 100,000 years, look what happened to humanity 100,000 years ago, we would just come out the trees, wouldn't we? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, so in 100,000 years, and let's say we've... We were still hunter-gatherers. Yeah. Who knows what happened in 100,000 years? I doubt we'll still be here, personally. Exactly. So what they think, if they, they put it very plainly there? Well, that's it. We, they don't know how to warn the future. How do you know what language they're going to speak? How do you know? You can't use symbols, use a radioactive symbol. Mm -hmm. Well, in 100,000 years, that may mean nothing yeah. to them, just like Egyptian hieroglyphics mean nothing to us unless you study them. Yeah. Well, you're not fluent in hieroglyphics. <laughs> they went to a private school? <laughs> Grammar school? Just buggery in Latin. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. <laughs> 
It wasn't a primary school. It was sorry, Dayamboarders. Dayamboarders. Sorry, grammar school. Well, anyway, Ancarlo exists to protect humanity from its effects of radiation. The facility's construction began in 2004, and by the time it is completed, it will consist of 60 to 70 kilometres of tunnels with an area of around two square kilometres. Disposal of the spent fuel begin in the early 2020s and continue for the next 100 years. Wow. By the time the final disposal is completed, 3,250 canisters will have been deposited in the tunnels. The canisters will contain around 6,500 tonnes of uranium. Jeez. Yet the main access tunnel will be backfilled with rubble and concrete and the entrance sealed. That's to last for 100,000 years. And what happens after that? <laughs> That's it. Well, then, it, yeah, and then you can dispose of it properly because it's no longer a radioactive threat. I suppose so, yeah, that makes sense. I suppose it says there the pyramids are only 4,600 years old and Stonehenge is 5,000. Exactly, this has got to last 100,000 years. That's disgusting. There are building skills up to that. Probably not, it's just concrete and rubble. In the future, they'll be like. You know, this is like a museum. This is going yeah. to stay here for a hundred thousand years. It's only got one thousand years left. You know? Yeah, a hundred thousand years ago, we're in the middle of an ice age, and Homo sapiens had not yet arrived on the continent of Europe. Damn. Wow. So, who knows what'll happen in a hundred thousand years? Maybe some primitive man, or he was trotting around in his. Well, not primitive man, but you know. Could be. Going mad, Max. Well, yeah, Max. He says he doesn't know what the third world war will be fought with weapons, but the fourth will be fought with sticks and stones. There you go. So it could be. So they're fucking the planet up for profit. <laughs> but then again, nuclear power does have some positives. It's cheap. It's not enough, has it? It doesn't outweigh the negatives. Clearly. No, clearly it doesn't. Hundred thousand years worth of negatives. I've just told you. And when it goes yeah. wrong, it goes wrong big time. I've just told you you can put solar panels all in the Sahara Desert. It's lifeless anyway. Yeah. There you go, boom. That's the uh, that's the uh, energy source. Is the heat in the Sahara Desert going to be able to sort of like accommodate the wires and everything that would need be needed? Well, that'd go underground, wouldn't it? It's okay. cool. I'm sure, it can be done. Yeah. Well, it's better than this, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's yeah. better. Than, it's better than having to build a special vault that's going to last a hundred thousand years. Hopefully. I mean, the thing is, why advertise this? What if Finn? Well, actually, what if Finn is just making a grab for nuclear weapons? Yeah, yeah, we've got no nukes. Yeah. Give us your spent uranium. Give us your uranium, and they're gonna make a dirty bomb. They're gonna make an arsenal of dirty bombs, and they're gonna take over the world. Was a ploy by Finland to conquer everywhere. Yeah, and I just think this is only gonna last a hundred years. So what happens if I hundred thousand years? No, no, hundred years to fill. Oh, gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens yeah. if we get double or triple or ten times the amount of nuclear power? Well, it's only gonna last ten years, isn't it? Well, that's why they're working on sustainable more, so isn't it? Well, hopefully. But they're still building these nuclear power stations, aren't they? Yeah. um, It seems insane to me now. Yeah. It's not worth the risk, is it? We can't get rid of it for 100,000 years. We don't know what to do with it. Uh, We discussed last week about not shooting into space. (laughs) (laughs) Why not shoot it into space? (laughs) It could blow up on the way up. Uh, Or on the launch pad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Globe, but they were fucked anyway. Oh yeah, didn't Elon Musk's thing blow up this week? Yeah. Did it? Yeah, his his space transporter thing. Yeah, yeah. blew up on a re-entry. I think. I'm not sure. Oh, it got out then. I think so. In the room, I'm sure it blew up anyway. Let's face it. 
That's not good. Was anybody on it? No, 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 it was unmanned. But he's, he has a few blow-ups, doesn't he? Oh, and Jurassic Space, I couldn't fucking make a rocket go up, so... I can barely make a firework go up, to be honest. And I'm practically a Neanderthal. Barely make me cock go up. <laughs> well, I'm glad, in a way, that I do. The mayor barely made your cock go up. I mean, the worrying thing is it's still up. I mean, whatever you want, Mike. You're saying the COVID, you know, can affect uh, performance. Was it, you, you haven't had COVID. Not today, do I? Well, I've had it. <laughs> I was ill right at the beginning when it. Remember the hockey game we went to? Oh. Before lockdown? Yeah, my birthday celebration. Yeah. So I may have already had it. Ice yeah. hockey, we didn't go and watch a hockey hockey game. It's ice hockey. To the point that I, I wouldn't be caught dead at a normal hockey match. In about, I used to play field hockey when I was at school. Yeah, boarding, at school. At boarding school. At boarding school. Did <laughs> you ever play field hockey school? <laughs> it's your uh, your, com- your modern comprehensive. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, I went oh. to a posh comprehensive at William Brooks. Oh, oh, yeah. oh it's just me then that did it. Yeah, you <laughs> Oh, man. Finish carting your shit about <laughs> you. Peasant. <laughs> you want a better stock. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> right, you could be the mayor in, you know, in waiting. Mm. You don't know, I could be mayor of Dorley in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come with his, his big medallion. Oh, on. yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not taking that off ever. Yeah, but. <laughs> Where's it to work? Yeah. He'll never get truly accepted in the, in the social circles of my Willie Clare. He's not of the right breeding. <laughs> 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 oh, he's new money. <laughs> Don't talk to him. <laughs> My ancestor owned Leicestershire. <laughs> Allegedly owned Leicestershire. You haven't exactly traced it back. You just went on what an internet quiz told you your surname meant. <laughs> That's good enough for me. <laughs> I always knew I was Aristotle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're such a classy guy. We're <laughs> <laughs> all descendants of the Queen in here. <laughs> Probably, yeah. That's Fukushima. That's, fu- that's Fukushima Christmas. Oh, well, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> what about the ghosts of Fukushima? That's quite an interesting topic. We covered that, didn't we? Yeah, we mentioned that briefly. That creepy dead girl getting in the car, in the taxi, and then going. I'll go to so-and-so, please. And the driver says, oh, that, the place doesn't exist anymore. Wait, am I dead? And then mm. vanished. Oh. Yeah, a few taxi drivers have reported stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, that's the, you guys think the scale of this disaster, I mean, literally, not just the, the nuclear thing, the tsunami, it just basically wiped streets and neighbourhoods off the map. Just mm. These places are desolate now, there's nothing there. You know, Holmes was tragic. It is. And a happy Christmas! Weird news. Weird news. Weird news. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. So, did Donald Trump nearly confirm existence of aliens? Israeli ex-space chief makes bizarre claim. Nearly. Really? So Donald Trump has information about alien life and almost revealed it 
only demurring after an intervention by the Galactic Federation, a former Israeli official said in a bizarre news preview interview. Mike, this is like my Christmas present, isn't it? <laughs> it's got everything. Yeah. The Galactic Federation intervene as an Israeli officer, official, there's Donald Trump, it's like, this is like a wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Haim Eshad, who served as head, the head of Israel's space programme from 1981 to 2010, didn't know they had one, uh, spoke to the Hebrew newspaper Yediyat Ananot. Uh, that, that's Yediyat? That's you <laughs> idiot, Anor, you idiot, Anorot. Haim! Uh, <laughs> Sorry. On Sunday, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, sorry. Uh, on Tuesday, the Jerusalem Post, I could pronounce that one, published some of Eshed's quotes in English, and they contain the most incredible claims made about Trump, who has long been the centre of conspiracy theories, some of which he's actively encouraged. Now, according to Eshed, aliens from an organisation called the Galactic Federation have been in touch with the governments of the US and Israel. Understandably, the aliens wanted to keep a low profile. Who runs the Galactic Federation? Vrillon. Vrillion. Right. Jesus. Buddha. Mohammed. Right, okay. Probably. Jesus, definitely, I've heard him mentioned. Not a specific country, then, no? No, 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 no. Okay. These are the collective of advanced races. Okay. Uh, so the UFOs have asked not to publish that they are here, as shared. Uh, as he says, humanity is not ready yet, or humanity is not ready for the internet. We've had that for a while, so yeah, aliens will probably freak us all in. I think we're ready for it. You do? Yeah. yeah. Come on, someone says, someone of import comes on and says, yeah, there's aliens. Do you think people would, like, yeah, duh. We've seen that many movies. Yeah, we're now. saturated we've, with it now. As long as they weren't coming down with laser guns. Oh. <laughs> sort of like, you know, Mars attack style. Oh, Mars attacks. <laughs> Yeah. As long as we weren't coming down like that, I think we'd, we'd be quite accepting. Yeah. I'd hope we'd be quite accepting. I think we would, but then I also have visions but of it. I think we, if they came down in peace... The Trump voters might not be so accepting. Uh, <laughs> I think it's still going to crash religion, no, isn't it? No. Yeah. It's going to crash religion for a start. Because all of a sudden... We were supposed to be God, the Bible says that we, he only created us. That's when the Pope came out and said, and said didn't he? He said, there's probably ETs, but they're still God's creatures. Nah, if you want to jump on the bandwagon, they'd all be like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, mm. they're believers as well. <laughs> you know. They'd be they'd probably try and convert them. They would, yeah. They'd be missionaries <laughs> onto the ship. Yeah, and they, uh, yeah, I guarantee you, actually, if you had to send them a delegation of world leaders, I guarantee you the Pope would be one of them. Yeah. Well, certainly the Pope's the Pope's number two. Mm. He'd be on. He'd be straight on board with the aliens because he, you know everyone's got to evolve to the new norm, haven't they? And they, he, he doesn't want to, you know. Well, especially if they're greys, a dick sucking out, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and they look like sexless children. Yeah. And they like having a field day. <laughs> they also like to probe. <laughs> well, you you want to like you know get with the new norm, haven't you? Well, he's also got to think of some bullshit to circumnavigate the fact there's aliens now but there's still a god he's got yeah. to think of a link can he yeah, yeah. he's really quite he doesn't want to lose any yeah. power does he yeah. he doesn't want to give up that gold throne in his snakehead throne room oh no <laughs> he'll find some random manuscript that says you know that, that you know we met him ages ago just didn't tell you because he didn't want to freak you out yeah maybe well Trump was on the verge of revealing but the aliens in the Galactic Federation are saying Quote, 
Wait, let people calm down first. End quote. They don't want to start mass hysteria. They want to first make us sane and understanding. Oh, the world is more insane that. than ever. Good luck with that, mate. The world is more insane than it's ever been. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. These guys are fucking... Even the aliens are useless. <laughs> Our own government's useless. The aliens are useless. I say nuke the site from orbit. Yeah, fuck it. I'm down for it. Do it on Christmas Day. The only way to be sure. According to a shared alien struck a deal with the US government to do experiments on Earth. Eshed also claimed that aliens and American astronauts are working together at a secret underground base on Mars. That's this will be the Greys then, hasn't it? Involved because they're the ones that uh, Eisenhower That's stuck. That's the Greys, doesn't he? <laughs> just saying that Eisenhower struck a deal with the Greys. That's historical fact. Is it now? <laughs> of course it is. Jeez. You know, a certain amount of abductions per year yeah, for That's technology. What I mean, you see, there's too many contradictions. This all ties in! Uh. All of it. So Escher claims the aliens are researching and trying to understand the fabric of the universe and they want us to help. <laughs> <laughs> by probing us, clearly. Um, the Jerusalem Post, however, did say it had found no evidence to substantiate his claims. There's so much probing you can do. Magic is in the poo. So therefore the ass. <laughs> you know, you want to find out about us? Check the ass. It's like a database for the human being. I think reading the mind would be a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably do that too. You've got the ass and the mind covered and some people have their heads up their ass. So it's practically the same thing. You wouldn't want to the ass shift all week, would you? <laughs> ass shift all week. Well, they might enjoy it, you don't know. <laughs> They're aliens, you know. They're creepy, sexist men. They probably love it. So mm. why did Donald Trump actually come out with this stuff then, yeah? Why? Well, he was probably about to spill, and then he had a presumably had a telepathic message from <laughs> from Vrillian and the Intergalactic Council of Life. You fucking idiot! Don't say it! Don't fucking say anything! Yeah. Oh, Vrillian sounds like Alec Guinness from, by the way, from uh, from yeah. Star Wars, isn't he? Like you fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I'll whip that tan off your skin. Oh, this guy's just literally got oh. dementia now and. Well, yeah, maybe. Could be, could be a number of things. Yeah. But I'm going to go for the dementia. I'm going to go for the existence of aliens. Oh, I don't know. A fucking surprise there. Next up, solar-powered electric car that never needs charging sells out in 24 hours. That wow. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> $26,000 a pop. That's cheaper. That, that's than cheaper. A, well, it's cheaper than a Ford Mustang. Yeah. I can tell you that much. And you never have to put gas in it again. Electric, nothing. Solar-powered. It is an electric car. You can... Plug it in if you want. Yeah, but it's got three wheels. They claim it never needs charging. So why would you need to plug it in then, Mike? Why is that that function? Do you need to top the battery up on a cold morning still? Well, yeah, just there in case, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Can we, can we, we're glossing over an important fact, do you? It's a three wheel. It's got three wheels. I don't care. Plastic pig's fine mm. with me. The Robin Reliant is not a good car. Mm -hmm. right? Anything with three wheels is not a good car. It's turning Johnny Cab. <laughs> and if it gets Johnny Cab, then I'm fucking out of it completely. I'm out. But they reckon you can go up to a thousand miles at sixteen hundred kilometres. How fast, sir? Speed limit. That's a good point. Doesn't say. Well, it doesn't matter as long as it, yeah. you know. See, it's a teardrop shape. It's yeah. a few, oh. Low drag aerodynamics and cooling. How good is it in a crash? I was going to say, is it easy to roll? Yeah. 
Is a Humvee going to just wipe me out completely in my aluminium eggshell? What's the boot space? Yeah, what's the boot space? Can we fit some golf clubs in the boot space? I need to learn to play golf now that I'm a Let's go all top gear on it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Claire. 11,000 miles it can do a year. How much would you spend a year on petrol for that 11,000? I don't really know how much mileage. No. I know that I spend, you know, 30 quid every sort of two weeks or something like that. So, you know, that's would a fair amount. Yeah. Fair amount, isn't it? How much a week again? 30? 15. About 15 quid a week. Mm, so times that by 50, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so that's so 500 what, and odd quid. 750. Yeah. 500 and odd. My maths isn't <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even try and work it out, Claire, don't worry. I just let, I just wait for Mike to say it. Mm. <laughs> He's like, he'll get it in a minute. The human calculator. <laughs> I'm probably wrong, but. You might be wrong, but yeah. even so, I just wait. He's usually right, so I just. Let him do it. Anyway, no mass market electric vehicle current in the market has a range greater than 500 miles. So apparently well, it's double that. 40 miles a day? Who's making these up? Ah, hang on. Here's the catch. Mm -hmm. oh, that sounds great, doesn't it? All of that sounds fucking amazing. But remember, they're in California where it's sunny how many days a fucking year? Yeah. The solar panels covering the car are only able to capture enough energy from the sun to charge 40 miles per day. And even that requires sunny California weather. So in Britain, yeah. probably half that. You might make it 20 20, miles. You might make 20, 10. <laughs> that would still do me a day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This is the future. We'll have no, the public transport, we all automated. Mm -hmm. Solar panels. So, It'll have public solar transport, panels, yeah, yeah. practically virtually free. All you're paying for is upgrading technology and upkeep of the vehicles maintenance yeah. maintenance changing tires etc etc no fuel because they're all solar powered no it's a pair driver it's automated yeah yeah but and you wouldn't have people owning these cars yet how much is your car a day half an hour a day if that yeah yeah think of all that waste of all that material all that energy that's just been sat on the drive doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget, Mike, the um, the Waste space the space needed for parking. Yeah. In the future it'd be like an app, it'd just be like an Uber. Just where yeah. you wanna go, get in. Like Johnny Cab then basically. Johnny yeah. Cab. You, you, you will order, you know, instead of having it just sitting outside. Yeah. You'll order it when you want it. Yeah. And there should be in theory enough to turn up, pick yeah, you up, so you take you where you want to go. Maximum five minutes or something. How's that going to work when you meet your drug dealer? <laughs> uh, yeah, because you had to book it on your phone. Yeah, that's oh. all right. Yeah, but that's when I was a drug dealer. Had a bit of curb crawling, I don't know. I didn't know that. Cause you got I see we're back here and left weed on the fucking on the back seat than they would, but... <laughs> go and see a mate, go and see a friend, I don't know, do you? Well, imagine getting in one on a Saturday night and there's fucking vomit all over the floor and shit plastered at the back of the seat. Spunk and a used condom left on the floor. <laughs> A Saturday night, yeah, two in the morning. Yes, they've probably got cameras in the back, and they can they probably see that that needs cleaning and take it off and get cleaned. Or well, I hope so because they'll be yeah. fucking throw the spunky Johnny into the front of the car. Oh, you know? we'll leave it then. We'll leave it. Forget <laughs> it then. At least I know. Forget <laughs> it now because someone might leave a Johnny in the back. And we're gonna we're gonna scrap the fucking idea. Let's just carry on the way we're going. Yeah. Keep on burning them dinosaurs, yeah. baby! What are you going to do about this taxi driver's income? That's a good point. Yeah, that's what you need in basic income. Ah, 
We retrain the taxi drivers as solar car mechanics. Okay, so if everybody's on a basic income and mm-hmm. nobody's working... No, no, no. Why, why would nobody be working? Okay, everyone's working a little bit. Yeah, we've probably got about, down to about 20 hours a week. And then That's what Kane said. He said Ooh. this in the 30s. Kane? Kane's. Oh, Kane. Oh, the Economist. I didn't know if you were about the wrestler or our mate. No, I forget his name. <laughs> Uh, Maynard Keynes is Oh it? yeah, yeah, Jake, Jacob, no, 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 I know you're on about anyway. Not the tall singer. I know you're on about. Oh wait, no, no you said that. That's James Maynard Keynes. <laughs> oh yeah, so it is, yeah, I've heard of, I've heard of the guy you Keynes anyway, yeah. yeah, he said, on 20 hours a week working, because mm-hmm. of automation and everything. And, but what's happened is we haven't seen that share of the profits, they've been taken by the owner class. That's why our profits have stayed level. Oh, I get you. So, so we should have more profit, so therefore we'd only want to work 20 hours a week, wouldn't we? want to yeah, reduce that. Hours. We need to work 20 because we're earning so much in the... Aut- well, automation's in as well, isn't it, as mm-hmm. well? So you need to work 20 hours a week. So there should have been less jobs, more leisure time, basically. This is yeah. what he was saying in the so 30s. So everyone's going to be ordering these Johnny Caps. It still hasn't yeah. happened. Yeah. We like Johnny Caps, people. I don't want us Johnny Caps... Look, I've got no objection to the autonomous uh, solar car, but I don't want something to talk to me. I don't want a robot talking to me. I don't, I don't want me. a robot talking to me either. I'm sure they'll make it. It'd be like Kit, won't it? Kit, yeah. I, was I don't want that. Kit, I just want to sit in my taxi and not speak. Well, Kit isn't exactly going to tell you about, yeah, I've had a bit of a crap shift, or, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be wise, though. You might say, how, how are you? And if you say, I'm not interested in talking, it's shut down. Or... Well, then okay. I feel bad about it. If you give it a human face, I feel really no, bad about it. It's just got some Kit has got a human face. Oh, no, okay. You know, if they put a dog in the front oh. seat, <laughs> well, if they put, put a robot dog in the front seat, I'd be happy <laughs> with that. All right, we'll have a robot dog one for you. And I'll go, so I turn around and pant and like you'll give it a fuss and then it'll drive on. Now the eight dogs driving cars, Mike, you'll have the prophecy fulfilled. Yep. Prophecy King. And how nice would it be to get into a cab pissed as fuck and a, like a friendly dog sort of greet you? Mm. How nice would that be? <laughs> oh, I feel better now. Because oh, I didn't pull on the way out of the, the, the pub or the club. Yeah, but you could be leaving your dealers or you're being told he's got no more weed. And you're sad and you're down gassed and you get in the cab and then a friendly dog friendly greets dog. you. Wouldn't that be nice? There you go. I think it would be hard for, for the likes of us, uh, you know, sort of people in, in the middle of a, this, this time frame, would we, I'm not sure we'd trust a dog driving us, would we? Yeah, we know it's automated. It's just like the dog's there just to greet you. It's pretty piss, mate, you know. Oh, you know, yeah, but you'd know the dog wasn't driving. Alright, okay then. So China flight attendants... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on swiftly. So China flight attendants advised to wear diapers for COVID protection. What the have you found here? <laughs> yeah, Mike. Right, you have to make the this words. Is right, I've, you have to make the words a little bit bigger here. So, um, do you okay, want me to do so, it because I'm sat next to the computer? Yes, if please. If you can't see it, that's, no, I really can't. If you, got, a, if you can't make the words bigger, Mike, you can't make them bigger than I'll. Um, I've had a stellar two. Too many, I think. So. Oh, don't worry, I've been there. I just sit over that side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, on, oh, Nova- oh, on November 25th, administer guidelines for the country's airline industry, which is overseas. Do you remember when we were kids, Ben? It's a bit of a tangent. Okay. When we were a kid, yeah. 
we used to play football and he, he turned up with a goalkeeping top, yeah, with the words CAC. <laughs> right, it was KAC and we teased him mercilessly that it said CAC. And we'd say, have you got your CAC shirt on again? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and oh, you're cacking goal, you are. He just reminded me of that. And he went off and told his dad on us. Oh. <laughs> what did he expect? For it's our foreign uh, listeners, cack means shit, poo, excrement. Yeah, in, feces, uh, feces, dookie. Yeah, jobby. Dookie. Yeah. yeah. The one thing the English language has never let us down on is a word for shit. Oh, yeah, man. there's plenty. Plenty of shit. Mm. The document titled Technical Guidelines for Epidemic Prevention and Control for Airlines, 6th edition. Well, Catchy title. Oh, well, I don't know if it's going to be as good as the third. <laughs> third edition was definitive. That wasn't there, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Who do they employ to write these? <laughs> I don't know, but I want to do it. <laughs> so, it contains advice about the best <laughs> hygienic practices to carry on aircraft in an airport. Because at the end of the day, you can make up whatever shit you want. If someone's ill on an airplane, they're going to spread that. You're, you're stuck in a small tin can for three to four hours. Do and if th- someone coughs, that disease is going to just get filtered through the plane. Didn't they have anti-venom on planes, just in case there's snakes on a plane? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a defibrillator, and you know. oh yeah, I think they have a defib now. Do they? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know actually. I guess so. I suppose they would have. I mean, they haven't been taxis nowadays, so. Well, they're in Asda, aren't they? That's it. We've got to work. Speaks to you in a really nice American accent. They've suggested that the personnel and the flight attendants wear disposable diapers so they don't need to use the bathroom. Right. <laughs> this has raised some eyebrows, including mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, a section on PPE uh, advises that they wear goggles, disposable hats, disposable protective clothing such as aprons and shoe covers. Mm-hmm. So, isn't that a bit much, though? It's going a bit far, it's isn't it? It's the mask, eh? Put some goggles on too if that makes and some gloves if that makes you feel better. But just give everyone, just take everyone's fucking temperature when they got on the plane with them heat temperature things they shot in the foreheads. Or whatever, I still would prefer them to have the full PPE. Wouldn't you? I don't know, I've become quite blase. Mm. I just wouldn't go on a plane. No, I wouldn't no, go on a, But some a, people have to for business. Nah, if we do it a Zoom nowadays or Skype or whatever. Some people wouldn't. Oh, I don't know, man, it's. So they're saying that the lavatories can be the germiest place on an aeroplane. So that's why they, you know, suggested that they were yeah. <laughs> mm. diapers. Let's imagine, like, fucking air hostess. Excuse me, one minute, I'm just having a shit. Oh. Check it off, fish! going to stink on yeah. that plane pretty oh, fucking man. fast, didn't it? Imagine if you're in the queue for the bog, because there's always a queue for the bog on a plane. And you're like... Waiting and waiting, and then the aeros just pops out, and then you just see it, and you're like, I didn't hear her wash her hands then. And she, she wouldn't be going in there, she's got a diaper on. So she's just walking down. No, you just imagine if she didn't have the diaper on. Uh-huh. And she, you see her come out, and she goes to prepare the food, and she hasn't washed her hands. Uh-huh. It's tragic. But yeah, she's got a diaper <laughs> on, she doesn't need to go. <laughs> I think she could quite easily go to the toilet. Spray about a bit of like, or, or get a disinfectant wipe, wipe the place down, and go to the toilet without. Yeah, yeah, you don't want diapers. You don't want shitty air hostesses no. walking up and down. Just <laughs> walking. Actually, look, 
Even though she's going back there. <laughs> <laughs> How many times Fuck has she got it? Peanuts! Wait, who's changing them? <laughs> they because change themselves. They can't change themselves. <laughs> what? Right, anyone that wears diapers can't change themselves. Yeah. What about <laughs> the people that wear tenor lady? Well, then we're like, man. What are you on about? What well, I was thinking, like, proper baby When well, you get on the back and the pilot has to fucking wash their bum and look. Yeah, on. that's what I was thinking. Get the, get the powder. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Like, a proper, baby, like a proper baby change. Like, they have to go on the back and the pilot. Yeah. Someone has to like, clean them up and everything. No, I think the indignity of shitting yourself while serving your chicken fish is quite enough, Ben. Like the, the captain changing your ass. Oh my god. I was thinking, could I get into airline travel? <laughs> airline pilots in the world. You want to change an air. Why? Because you want to change an air hostess's diaper. Well, air hostess's ass. <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe. But uh, <laughs> air hostess is a hot as fuck, usually, so... Yeah. Not when they're on their back with shit all up them. And you're going to fucking take a nappy of them. Let me finish. That's not hot. That's not hot at all. Let me finish. It's a great icebreaker, would it? <laughs> so, what? Let me change. Sweet corn, eh? Let me change the nappy. You need to know them. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wouldn't know them, wouldn't you? No, I'm inside out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you need to know them, have a chat to them, ask them out when they're not working, you know? Yeah, you're not asking for a stool sample. <laughs> Naughty. I don't think this is going to catch on. <laughs> no, no, it makes me fair. No. I, don't... I mean, how I mean, I mean, big a changing, how sturdy would that changing table have to be in the toilet? <laughs> Oh, I hate the your bubble, but they won't be doing that. Well, she looks all right from behind. <laughs> nah, I look at where she's wobbling, she shat herself. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, is that the last one? Yeah. Have we got anything else? i got full eggs if you want it. Oh, go on then. Alright, let's end the show. The Christmas episode, another dark Christmas. Let's end it on some full Alex, as it's Christmas. Hey. So uh, this is the, our favourite game show in this <laughs> flat. The idea of the game is that Mike will find us a couple of random weirdos from the internet and he will then pitch them against the arch saint of insanity himself, Alex Jones, and we decide who's gone more full Alex this week. Uh, so remember, it's alright to go a little bit Alex. 25% Alex. 50% Alex for someone walking around with their mask tucked under their nose in a fucking supermarket. <laughs> it's like walking around with your fucking dick out of your jeans. <laughs> but, so I gave you 75% Alex. Go never ever go full Alex. You almost went full Alex, eh? I did not. If you want to know what I'm talking it's Christmas, about. Christmas, he can go full Alex. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about when you see someone walking in the supermarket and they've got a mask on but it's tucked under their nose. Especially mm. after I've just seen that government advert where there's like green smoke coming out of your mouth and your nose. I thought they were advertising that Japanese wrestlers thing because he used to like, blow green smoke in people's faces and then he'd, he'd pin them. Mm. <laughs> I just thought of that and I was like, wow, that's ace. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> How many beers did you have? None. <laughs> Just none. None. I've been sober all week. Honestly, <laughs> I'm working out. 
playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You listen to Viking Power Metal. It's an awesome. <laughs> anyway, so that's made me angry or nothing. <laughs> Immersing myself in Norse culture. <laughs> that made me angry. Anyway, what's Mark Taylor got to say? Mark Taylor, the firefighter prophet, says Christians who voted for Biden are twats. Have cursed their families. Oh, right. That's not nice, Why do you think Trump calls these guys names all the time? Because you're not dealing with humans most of the time. You're, you're dealing with entities. You're dealing with beings. Some of them are human, but you're dealing with beings. Right. They have a body, you know what I mean? And it's like, this is why he has no problems doing that. You, you know what I mean? Well, exactly, exactly. But, now, but you got to, and here's, the, oh, here's one more thing. Let me get into this right here real quick, if you don't mind, because it's just not hitting me. Yeah. You had a list of pastors out there that was made headlines that was supporting Biden. They were pro-life pastors. We disagree on the pro-life, on the pro-choice thing, but we're supporting Biden. Are you kidding me? Let me tell you something. Every Christian, every pastor out there that voted for Joe Biden last night, you have bought a curse upon yourself and your family, your children and your children's children down to the third and fourth generation, and you need to repent. I don't care if you are pro-life. You cannot call yourself a Christian and call yourself a, a Republican or, or vote for Biden. You know what I mean? Or call yourself a Democrat, I mean. Or whatever it is. You call yourself a Democrat and a Christian, it doesn't matter. If you voted for the dark side, that's what you did. You are implementing the dark agenda, Satan's agenda, the kingdom of darkness. You are not supporting the kingdom of God. And if you cannot see that, you have, if you do not repent, judgment will fall upon you, I believe, and your family and your children's children down the third and fourth generation. What a maniac! Third or fourth generation of your family is fucked because you voted for a certain guy in an election that he doesn't like. Wow. And he's trying against to God. Against God. Or just God. If God has spoke to him, he needs to go and seek medical help, is my advice. I don't like how he tries to use religion as a way to manipulate you to, to vote yeah. what he wants. Of course, that's what it's all about. That's what they all do. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, and the church shouldn't be getting involved with the state. Mm-mm. They're supposed to be in America, as in, in well, in Britain to a point. You know, a separation of church and state, and clearly, in America, that's uh, lines are becoming blurred. Mm-hmm. Although it's starting to spread over here as well. It is starting. Though this right-wing Christian bullshit starting to spread here too slowly. It's not but, as bad as there. No, it's not as bad as there, but it's, it's still. Well, he's a nutter because he thinks that Biden's such an American to a kingdom of darkness ruled by Satan, <laughs> which, you know, fuck me, I love. Let's play Iron Man really loudly and fucking rock out. It's ace. Right, so who's this then, Mike? This is Guillermo Mal- Maldonado. Right. Speaking to his congregation. Yeah. He tells his congregation not to accept the COVID-19 vaccine. Right. Okay. There is a translator. It's a good to the That no man might buy or sell, save he that has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. People, I want you to look at me. That is exactly what is happening with COVID-19. They prepare in the structure 
for the Antichrist. Están preparando la estructura para el anticristo. ¿Cómo? ¿Cómo? The vaccine. La vacuna. They're going to demand for you to have the vaccine in your passport and seal it. Que usted tenga la, vac la vacuna en su pasaporte y se lo van a acuñar. Otherwise, you will not be able to travel. Because they prepare the way. Porque están preparando el camino. En las en la vacunas. In the vaccines. Están hechas para alterar su ADN. They are made to alter your DNA. Me, me, me di cuenta de un caso de una niña de nueve años. I heard of a case a nine-year-old girl. Se puso la vacuna. She got the vaccine. Hablaba normal. She could speak normally. Normal. She was a normal de girl. De Suddenly she stopped talking. Because those vaccines are made to change your DNA. Porque esas vacunas están hechas para alterarle su ADN. They're made to trace you down. Y dos están hechos para para Do not put the vaccine. No reciba la vacuna. Believe in the blood of Jesus. Crea en la sangre de Jesús. Right. So we're watching this in the Crea en la inmunidad divina. In the crowd. Wow. Well, that's um, dangerous, to say the least. I mean, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. This vaccine's... I do. I actually kind of agree with him to some point. What? You agree that it's going to change your DNA? No, 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 no. Not that bit. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. It's not going to change your DNA. But to the point where it's not going to be mandatory, but it will be, is what he's getting at. He says, like, you want to fly? Unless you've had the vaccine, you can't. You want to go to a festival? Unless you've had the vaccine, you can't. You want to go to, some, you want to, go to a public event? Unless you've had it, show your thing on the way in. That's what will happen. And it will be mandatory if you want to do anything. Mm -hmm. But it won't be considered officially mandatory. But you want to go to the pub? Scan your thing. They're going to use the trackers. They can track us on their mobile phones perfectly well. They don't need to put a chip in us. No. Well, I'm getting the vaccine. Makes sense. 3% chance of dying if you get COVID. No one's died from the vaccine yet. That's true. No. There was a couple of people that had bad reactions, but that... That's... And a little girl decided not to speak. <laughs> yeah. Which is bullshit. He's not giving it to girls yet, are they? No, they haven't given it to anyone who's not elderly yet, yeah, no, have they? Yeah. No. And I hate this bullshit about Britain being the first. That's bullshit, you know. Is it? Yeah, the Russians. Do you want me to they do one job even more? Go on. You know that when they got the Oxford vaccine out, Boris wanted, the government and Boris wanted every single tube to have a Union Jack printed on it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, the inside, money. the inside label would be you know the label on the outside. Mm. Yeah. This is COVID vaccine. On the inside would be a Union Jack, and you'd be able to see it through the vial. Idiot. Yeah. There you go. Isn't yeah. it an American company anyway? Isn't it even British? No, there's there's Pfizer is American, and then you got German, French, yeah. and British. Oxford, I think I'm sure it's Oxford University. Are they involved as well? Yeah. I didn't think the British were. I think we're just the first guinea pigs to have it. No, no, our Oxford one was actually, I think it was one of the first, but I'm pretty sure that Russia had it previously, didn't they? Putin gave it his daughter. Is she all right? They haven't heard. I don't know. Anyway, what's, what's Alex got to say? Alex Jones destroys a drone to protect humanity. Oh, wow. So we have to recognise that they're trying to give rights to computers. They're trying to give rights... Uh, to these GMO creatures they're creating so that we don't have rights. No! Just pause a second, man. This drone does not...
I want to point out to the listener that the, the, the buzzing you can hear is the drone next to Alex Jones. Yeah. Okay, that's not a microphone fold. No. I have rights. It is not a sentient being. It is controlled by the globalists. Yeah, and it is it's a holding tool. a sword. So that I am not against technology, but I am against the technology that they have deployed and developed to replace us. We change our environment as humans. We conquer the elements. We conquer the wild. We're not conquered by other humans playing games as psychotics. And it's the sword of truth that is going to slice through the lies in our declaration that we are in charge of this planet, not the globalists and not their machines. So to Jeff Bezos and all the globalist technocrats and Tim Cook and their slave camps in China and all their evil they try to cover up with Black Lives Matter, Marxism and the cop killing, I'm telling you, your technocracy is dead on arrival. <laughs> wins for me um, yeah. I mean let's just go through them so we've got first guy is the firefighter prophet Mark Taylor he says that if you're a Christian pastor you would have abide and then you're going to be damned for four generations <laughs> you cursed your children cursed your children God children. has cursed your children your children's children your children's children <laughs> and your children's children's children children yeah. potentially um, I mean yeah okay he's I don't think he, I don't know how much money he makes out of this, but I suspect that he's on the fringes of breaking through, so he has to keep coming with more batshit mm-hmm. insane stuff. Mm-hmm. But he is a lunatic. Yeah. But he was also a firefighter, and it kind of makes me feel conflicted because yeah. it's like, wow, you know, he's a hero at some point, and then we then he thought, you know what, I'm gonna pat this in and look at my lunatic profit, <laughs> make more money. And then you got Guillermo Dando, who's just is I don't think he's insane. He's just dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, what he's saying is nuts. And I hate to be his translator, because he switches between Spanish and English. That's what I said at the start. He was speaking in Spanish, and I'm like, what the fuck? I thought he got subtitles on. His translator is the most overworked woman in Christianity. The <laughs> <laughs> most overworked thing in Christianity since Mary's vagina, which hadn't even known the touch of a man. <laughs> then push her baby out. Must have been, been overworked. He's dangerous. And he says that the vaccine's going to change your DNA. Yeah. And track you. And track you. Which, you know... They oh, track us with their bones. They don't need a... That's it. They, they do not need a, no. tr- a chip in you. you if, and most people are f- filming or doing something on their phone every fucking 30 seconds. Plus, you've got your location enabler on most of the time. Mm. If you've got the test and trace app, like I have in the Opie Encounter COVID, so I can get two weeks off work without having any symptoms... Then they know exactly where I am at all times. I think he's trying to go full Alex. He's just not quite making it because of like you know the the, the heavenly godly aspect of it. Nah, you know what it is. It's what? the Mike's right. It's the swapping and changing of language. What? If he said it all in English, or in Spanish, and she was translating, I'd think he was more mad. Mm. It's the swapping of languages that puts me out of him. Puts me out the zone with him. Mm. Where is that? I mean, he's got potential. He could be a future champion <laughs> if he sticks to a language. If you hear me, Guillermo. 
Alex, he's like, Alex is my winner. Yeah. They're dope. Yeah. I mean, he, he hacked a drone out of the sky, <laughs> then threatened a plastic bust of what I presume was George Soros <laughs> with the sword, and then knocked that off the desk while screaming incoherently about Satan. I mean, and not letting the robots take over. And not letting the technocracy win, because mm. we're the dominant species. Yeah, he's won it. Fucking hands down in it. He's got to ramp it up at a certain time every day, hasn't he, to keep the viewers? Of course. Got that mid-afternoon lag, probably, and you've got to, got to do something. Got to do something insane. Knock something off the table. Yeah. Make him look like you're thinking of doing something. Yeah. He's a great showman. He is. One of the greatest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in all fairness. If this, if this is a character... Yeah. Then my God, his commitment to the role is I phenomenal. Hope it is, I hope it is Billicks. I'll say it. Oh, it would be nice. It's been Billicks all along. <laughs> what would it be like to be his kid, innit? Oof. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas. Have a safe and COVID-free New Year. Don't break lockdown rules, and we won't tell if you do anyway. No. Chances are we're all going to, inadvertently. <laughs> Give us a shout out, maybe. Give us a give us a like on Facebook. Leave us a review. Message. Messages, especially uh, Shady Nasty. You've been top of the charts for weeks. Yeah, we're really interested on who you are. Yeah, we've got bets going. <laughs> Between the three of us. Yeah, we've got a book going. There's one person that like binges it, twenty four seven crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a serial killer or she. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's what you like to see well, your killer. <laughs> thanks, Mikey. <laughs> if, they're, if they're not top next after this episode's released, <laughs> I've got you down as a, a collective of people that are really appreciating the British accents and the crazy comedy. Nah, um, some psycho with fucking rabbit guts hanging from the ceiling or something. Fucking hell, Mike, calm down. <laughs> well, he didn't go as far as to say he had like a Ed Gein style looking decor. No, I don't think he's quite there yet. <laughs> I, think, I think they're on their way. Is that your answer? All right, Mr. Criminal Minds. I just want to think of who the hell would want to listen to this shit. You've got to be nuts. You've got to be a psychopath. Do you think it's an individual Ben or a collective? I think it started off as one and then it grew into a collective. I think he, he, told, I think he, he or she nasty told me. Collective, a, collect, please a collection get... of serial killers. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or they're just secretly laughing at us and mocking us. Probably. Um, On their own podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably. Listen, hey, I found the mocking. five shittiest podcasts of the week and it's good than the one of the post of the apocalypse. Yeah, we're number one every week on that <laughs> Nah, we're great. <laughs> Well, well, on that note. On that note, don't join the flavour aid, don't join the call. Thank you very much for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Cut the Bullet of the Post of the Apocalypse. SoundCloud is Cut the Bullet of the PTA. And where else is the Twitter? Yeah, you'll find us. Yeah, you'll find yeah. us, right? I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out, Merry Christmas. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire, Merry Christmas. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it keeps us angry. Form a shield wall. Happy New Year!